Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. So today, indeed, is Pentecost. And I was a cradle Presbyterian, somebody who has gone to a Presbyterian church most, if not all, of my life. My parents are Presbyterian, and thus I am also, and affirming that. And so we celebrate this holiday called Pentecost. And it's a wonderful celebration, but it's not something that everyone celebrates. As you might know, we've got Christmas and Easter, some high holy days, of course, but Pentecost is also a high holy day. There are other Christian traditions who don't specifically celebrate Pentecost on this day. And it seems that there should be some sort of a balance. Because I remember growing up knowing that there were two members of the Godhead. God the creator, God the lover, God. And then there's also Jesus, the son, the savior, the teacher, the friend. And the Holy Spirit often got left out. And so 51 Sundays of the year... It was about God, God the Creator and God the Savior. And then one Sunday a year, it was about the Holy Spirit. And there seems to be some sort of an imbalance to that. And I love how San Marino Community Church beckons the Holy Spirit to be part of every worship service. And so you all and the children here grow up knowing that there's three members to the God and how amazing that is. And so we have Pentecost today, but we celebrate the Holy Spirit being in our life 52 Sundays a year. Stop it. 365 days a year. The Holy Spirit is a part of our lives. And the Holy Spirit is present. Just this week, I was noticing that the Holy Spirit was coming to me in some very vivid ways. I'm not sure if you all knew, but on Monday, there was a little debate going on the internet, particularly Facebook and Instagram. And so a lot of people were hearing this one particular sound, and half the people thought it sounded like one thing, and the other half of the people thought it sounded like something completely different. Perhaps you know what I'm talking about. So some people heard the sound, and they heard Yanni. And some people heard the sound, and they heard Laurel. Just out of curiosity, how many people heard Yanni? Okay. And how many people heard Laurel? Yeah. It's amazing, it just had to do with the size of your eardrum. And the sound Yanni is very high and the sound Laurel is very low. And so depending on your eardrum, you heard different sounds. And it reminded me of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit came and everybody was hearing the same thing that was coming out of Peter's mouth, but they heard it in their own way. It came to me like that, the Holy Spirit in something so trivial as Yanni versus Laurel debate. The Holy Spirit was also present yesterday. How many of you watched the royal wedding? Yeah. It was amazing. And I was honestly there to see the pomp and the circumstance and see the fascinators and the grandioseness of everything. And there was a little bit of royal drama. Always love that, right? But there was a preacher who brought it. You guys should go listen to it. It was amazing, right? 
And he preached about love and how amazing love really is. And if we all did actually love, and he knew that he was talking to a lot of the world. I mean, 17 million people, let alone in the United States, were watching this. He said, if we just loved, we would know the power of love and that would change things. How amazing would that be? And I do not disagree with him. I think love can change so much. But you notice later on in his sermon, he talks about fire. He talks about how fire is the push. Fire is the thing that makes everything happen, especially love. And I got it. We always thought of God as love and Jesus as love. But the Holy Spirit is the fire behind that love that pushes and surrounds and is everywhere. The Holy Spirit is the force behind it all. And something to be paid attention to ever so much more. And so we turn to our scripture for today. I want to breathe on this scripture and just let it come in and out of us. And so let's pray. And then I'll begin the reading of our scripture. Holy Spirit. Come on us as we understand the reading of your word today. Understand that we are so clouded by so many things. Move them aside so that we understand more clearly who it is you are and how you speak to us today. In your name we pray, amen. Our scripture reading comes to us from John chapter 15. It's at the very end, and then we continue on to chapter 16. And it goes like this. When the advocate comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You are also to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. But I have said these things to you so that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. I do not say these things from, to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because they do not believe in me. And about righteousness, because I am going to the Father, and you will see me no longer. And about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said, and he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is how the Spirit is moving in the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So growing up Presbyterian and now being at San Marino, I more have a fuller understanding of what the theology of the Holy Spirit is about. 
We actually even had classes about it in seminary, and there was this one class that was all about the Holy Spirit. I was excited. And the Holy Spirit was the conversation of each different day that we met. And one particular day, we met and we spoke about this song. It's called Holy Spirit. We're actually going to sing it a little bit later in our worship service. It's called Holy Spirit, and it's by a band called Jesus Culture. And the Holy Spirit is beckoned in this song. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Fill this place and fill the atmosphere. Come. Now, in my theology class, we were talking quite a bit about this idea that the Holy Spirit needed to be beckoned into a place because the Holy Spirit, after all, is already present. The Holy Spirit is here. I do nothing by calling some Holy Spirit to come into this place. The Holy Spirit is already here. So us to say, come, is silly. But I think the song still plays true in that it's so important for us to realize that we have distanced ourselves away from God and that it is us that should come into the presence of the Holy Spirit. How powerful these words are to really understand the power that it is the Holy Spirit that can change. Because have you ever been in a moment where you're just not sure what to say or do or think or act? Being so young, I've been in many of those places where God has just not given me the words to talk to somebody. God has not given me the peace to hear what the doctor has said. Those places in your life, I often turn to song. And so it is words like this that really give me some words. Perhaps it's scripture. Perhaps it's song. It's a place where you need to go so that you feel like you can act and do and see and think in that moment. And if the Holy Spirit gives you the words through song, so be it. There were many times when this song came up in my life. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Came quietly at first and under my breath. Come fill this place and flood the atmosphere. Oh Lord, you can only smooth the barriers and bring peace to this chaos. Your glory, Lord, is what our hearts long for. We're here only for you and always you. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. God, you're already here, and I know it, but come and sweep us with your power and your love and your truth. In our scripture today, the scene is set where it's a farewell discourse by Jesus. It's at the very end of the things that he's saying to his disciples, and he has just a few more things to say, but he wants to talk to them about the advocate coming, the helper, the counselor, the guide. He says, I will not be with you like this anymore, but I have to leave. And even though you will be sad and you'll go through a lot of pain because of it, it will be even better in the end because the Holy Spirit will come and be with you. Now, these are such complicated things that Jesus is trying to talk with the disciples about. They're even complicated to us today, and we know more of the story. But isn't it so much nicer to be able to go through pain when you know that there's a comfort that will walk alongside you? And Jesus was trying to understand this for them. 
and give it to them so that they would understand. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, this guide, this counselor. A lot of this is terminology that brings us to a courtroom because Jesus knows that they will be put on trial. They will be persecuted. It will not be easy for people to say, I am a Christian, and they need someone to guide them and be with them. So much so that Jesus can only be with this group of people in this way, in this shape, in this form. And so God knew that this was part of the master plan. It is so encouraging to be able to go through life when you have an advocate for you, when you have a guide. I don't know how we leave off the third member of the Trinity so very often when it's so needed. So needed. Well, I knew Peter needed it. What Jesus is talking about is, of course, in Acts. Perhaps that's the most familiar Pentecost text that you're with. Where Jesus has died and come back to life, resurrected, and come back with the people to be around them. And Jesus ascends to heaven a couple of days later after that. And so here we are at what Jan was speaking about, the Festival of Weeks. And so it was 50 days, seven weeks after Passover, everyone was gathered. Jews from all over the world were gathered. People that spoke different languages, people that were in different walks of life, they were gathered there. And at that moment, Peter stood up and he spoke. And what was coming out of his mouth was heard and listened to and understood by all who were present. The scripture tells us it was like flames of tongues on everybody's head. What a whirlwind of an amazing thing could have happened on that Pentecost Sunday. Now that doesn't happen as vividly to us today where we see tongues of fire, but the Holy Spirit certainly is moving. The Holy Spirit is moving all over the place And I have to remind myself to open up my eyes and see that that is the deal. One of my favorite illustrations of how the Holy Spirit can be pushed and moved and surround is a story of a guy named Ben Ellis. Ben Ellis was a teacher in Tennessee, and he was a teacher of, I think it was middle school and also high school, and he preached Latin. It was a Christian school, it was a Presbyterian school. And so they gathered together regularly for worship and they happened to know this song, Holy Spirit, by Jesus Culture. It's a popular Christian song. And so they knew this song and Ben Ellis was their teacher. And at some point in his life, he got diagnosed with cancer. And the whole school knew that he was undergoing treatment, radiology, chemotherapy, the whole bit. They were praying for him, for healing. But at some point, Ben Ellis had been defeated by cancer. There was one particular day, so he was continuing to teach because that was just a good distraction. And it was great to be around a community of people that loved him and cared for him and he knew were praying for him. But Ben got some pretty bad news one day at the doctor. And so he had to walk into his principal's office and say, I just can't work anymore. I'm going to live the rest of my days at home with my wife and just be. And he was sad. 
The school obviously knew right then. Their teacher wasn't there. What's going on? Asked all of the students. And the principal decided to order some buses and take the entirety of the 500 students and they walked out on Mr. Ellis's front lawn and they sang, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come fill this place, fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our heart longs for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. At this moment, Mr. Ellis knew that he wouldn't be healed in the way that he had been praying for. And the students knew that Mr. Ellis wouldn't be healed in the way that they had been praying for. But certainly with that community and that prayer, there was healing. Amen. Amen.